From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., President Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis late last week thwarted the Republicans' plans to campaign over the weekend. Meanwhile, Democratic nominee Joe Biden, who tested negative, indicated he would press ahead with in-person events. How do you think these developments might affect the campaigns in Wisconsin? Well, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, things like how serious is the president's case? How long does it take him to recover? Is he off the campaign trail for 10 days, two weeks more? You know, um, all those kinds of things are up in the air. One thing I got kind of late last week as the news first broke uh, from talking to people is that this puts COVID-19 back at the forefront of the national conversation about this election. And that's not great for the president. He'd rather be talking about taxes, uh, law and order, security, things like that, rather than COVID because it's been one of his weakest um, one of his weakest issues in looking at polling. So I don't think they want this to be the focus in the closing month. It's just a matter of, again, how long does this last? What happens? You know, what's the recovery time? Those kinds of things. There's a lot of stuff up in the air, but it just, again, puts that focus back on COVID and not where the president wants it to be. Also, while all of this was happening, Republican legislative leaders Robin Voss and Scott Fitzgerald signed on to a lawsuit brought by a conservative group to immediately end Governor Evers' statewide mask requirement. It happens after a record-breaking 17,000 people in the state have tested positive in the past week for coronavirus. Evers' office criticized the move, saying an end to the mandate would make matters worse. A court hearing will be held today on this issue. What do you think will happen here? It's interesting to note that with this lawsuit that Will filed, that originally they did not ask for a temporary restraining order. And that was on purpose. Uh, they wanted this to be a conversation about the extent of a governor's powers in a pandemic and what those limits are and wanted it to be, uh, you know, go through the circuit court, go to the appeals court and go to the state Supreme Court and develop a case along the way. But Governor Evers extending the mask mandate a second time or, you know, issuing a second mandate, that kind of upped the ante. And now these guys are seeking the restraining order because the fear is that, for their perspective, that Governor Evers will continually issue uh, mask mandates. Now, it's interesting, the filing that Republicans um, sent the court on Friday backing Will's request for temporary restraining order, the Republicans tried to argue that they really need the courts to step in. And what I thought was interesting is because recall that Republicans have the power at any time to come in and by joint resolution rescind the governor's order. But the uh, filing makes the argument that uh, if they did that, the governor just keep issuing mandates, you know, every time they try to vote, vote one down, that would be a kind of a continuing problem for them. Why that's important is because Republicans have tried to fend off calls from their base to come in and take that vote because uh, one, uh, the base wants it, but there are a lot of uh, swing seat Republicans who are in a difficult position if there is a vote on a mask mandate because they are politically popular. Now, the people who don't like them really don't like them. But overall, the polls have been fairly much in favor of those mandates. And it's an issue for Republicans who are being squeezed a little bit on both sides, uh, one from their base that wants them to come and overturn it and one from you know swing voters who, who want to keep it in place. 
In another development, the Wisconsin Supreme Court has agreed to weigh in on whether the Republican-controlled legislature has standing to challenge a federal court ruling, which extended the time the state would have to count ballots after the November 3rd election by six days. It's in response to a request from the 7th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, with only four weeks to go before the election. The Seventh Circuit says it wants to have a final decision on the matter this week. What do you think will happen in this case? Uh, you know, again, I hate predicting what judges are going to do, but what I'm watching is what's interesting is that, one, a three-judge panel of the court had already ruled that lawmakers don't have standing. Uh, it's unusual to see a party before a federal appeals court basically say you got it wrong and you should ask for help. It was a, described to me as an aggressive move by some people that I've talked to, but it still paid off because the full Seventh Circuit, which is 11 judges, agreed to at least ask the Supreme Court for some guidance. Now, some things to watch here. One, um, the appeals court now is down a person, right? Because the nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court by President Trump, she sits on the Seventh Circuit, so I don't know if she's going to sit on this case. That's going to be interesting to watch. But there's also going to be a rapid-fire succession of decisions here because the appeals court indicated in an order on Friday that um, it wanted to have a decision before October 8th, which is close, you know, quickly approaching. So I expect a lot of action quickly in this. And then it ultimately, I expect this to go to the U.S. Supreme Court because whoever ends up losing, I think, is going to be unhappy. I want the Supreme Court to to way in, and right now it's a 5-3 conservative majority with a, a vacancy on that court. So it's going to be interesting to watch how that court treats this, because remember, back in April, there was a similar issue brought for this U.S. Supreme Court, because uh, Judge Conley, the, the district court judge who issued the original ruling back in April, some of this one now, uh, said that ballots for the April election could count as long as they were received by the Monday after the election. Appeals Court upheld that, but the U.S. Supreme Court said, we're going to add this postmark deadline. Have you postmarked by the election? Now you have a similar order um, to what the Supreme Court okayed back in April, but for November, which is as uh, long as ballots are postmarked by election day and received by the Monday after, or six days after, it's okay. The difference here, though, is that that order from the Supreme Court came in during a, a pandemic, right? The early stage of this pandemic. Now we've had months to prepare so will the U.S. Supreme Court file the precedent that it set back in April, or is he going to say this is a different case because it's different circumstances? I really don't know and hate to predict, but that's what I'm watching for this case is how the Supreme Court ultimately treats it after what it did back in April. And finally, a new Marquette poll is coming out on Wednesday. What do you think it might reveal about the presidential race in Wisconsin? You know, uh, looking at national polls, we're not seeing any kind of a bounce for the president. Uh following his diagnosis. We're not seeing a bounce for him after the debates. So, you know, I hate predicting polls just like predicting courts, but um, if it follows the national polls, you know, it doesn't look like things are going to change dramatically in the president's favor. But, you know, you never know. Maybe it's different here. But national polls so far, so far have, seen, have shown uh, the president not really getting a bounce out of the debate and that people were turned off by his behavior. I don't know it's really moved the needle in the race a whole lot because people are so locked in but it hasn't helped him so far, his performance, uh, at least with swing voters. That's wispolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.